Hello, this is Dwayne McCurry. I'm the team leader for Adult Explore the Bible, and I'm joined today by Aaron Ivey. Aaron, thank you for being here today. Of course. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. Now, you're our marketing manager for small group studies here at Lifeway. Is that yes. correct? Okay, yes. good. And you're in a Bible study group as well. Yes. Uh, and y'all use Explore the Bible. Yes. Well, good. Uh, Aaron, for those of you who are listening, Aaron represents you the person who wants to know more about Explore the Bible and the resources available. So, Aaron, we have some copies here of the resources sitting in front of us. Where, where do you want to start? Yeah, of course. Um, why don't we start at the beginning and just tell me how we got to where we are today in Explore the Bible and kind of the history behind this, this sure, line sure. of Bible studies. Uh, in the mid-1970s, uh, there was a renewed emphasis, particularly in Baptist life, on the Bible. And the leaders at Lifeway began to, to recognize that, and they, they put together an idea for an ongoing Bible study resource that focused on the books of the Bible. So in 1978, in the fall of 1978, the Bible book series was introduced. Uh, the promise was that all the books of the Bible would be looked at during a specific time frame. That first time frame was nine years. Now, they mainly were going to focus on doing book-by-book -book studies and not verse-by-verse because they didn't want to, to make it so long that you couldn't manage it. So that's what they did. Uh, they introduced it in 78 with resources for, stu for youth or students, as we call them today, yeah. and adults, 7 through 12 and beyond. Uh, only reason I know that is I was in high school, and our, our church used the resource, and so our church was one of the first churches wow. to use it. So uh, I, I was a uh, user of it as a high school student. Wow. Um, but anyway, it was that's what it was. The Bible book series was introduced in '78. So you you keep calling this the Bible book series. So when did this become officially known? Explore the Bible. Well, in uh, they were looking at the end of the second cycle. By cycle, I mean the, the time that, that it takes to go through all the books of the Bible. And 1996 was when that was going to happen. And so they were reimagining the resources. And when they were doing that, they began to, to realize they might need to change the name. So they changed the name at that point to explore the Bible. There was another reimagining in two, 2014. One thing you need to know about the 96. Prior to that time, the students and adults followed the same plan, but in 96, the students went off on their own plan. Huh. They didn't finish it. The student material was discontinued in 2000, but the adults kept going. So in, uh, in 2014, uh, when everything was rethought, um, the student material was added back to the resource set, and so were the kids' resources. That was the first time the kids' resources had been done uh, for Explore the Bible, but that all happened in 2014. Wow, okay. And then earlier you mentioned the promise of it being a book-by-book book Bible study as opposed to verse-by-verse. Verse. So why is that important in Explore the Bible? Okay. Let me see if I can answer this without getting too too complex but <laughs> and too smart-alecky. Uh, there are folks who say, why don't we study every verse of the Bible? Right. Well, there are. we could read every verse of the Bible in a Bible study group, that 45 minutes to an hour that we have every Sunday, but we're talking about studying verses. So when you study verses, you can really only do about 15 verses at a time. Um, you may do a little bit more, may do a little bit less, but that's really a target time. Right. So if you think about that, if you were to do 15 verses a week, it's going to take you 40 years to study the Bible. If you do a chapter a week, there's 1,000 189 chapters. So if you do the math, taking the 52 Sundays, all that, 
you come up with 22 years and 11 months. And that's wow. if you do one chapter a week. Yeah. Now, if you think about that, that doesn't include Christmas or Easter or any other special lesson, Sanctity of, of Life. So that's why we study book by book. We're looking at main themes of books as opposed to verse by verse because 22 years is probably not going to be manageable for most of us. Most of us, We're yeah. thinking shorter term than <laughs> yeah. that. Um, so that's why we, we follow the nine-year plan. Uh, now, I lead the team that creates that plan and creates and, and decides which verses are going to be studying and which passages. And, and being honest, nothing wears me out more than doing that work. Uh, I know going in, there's going to be passages that have shaped my lives, and so the other folks are in that process. They know that there are going to be passages who have shaped our lives, and we know they're not going to be included in the study because even though they're an important verse to us, they may not be critical to the message of that particular Bible book. Right. And so there's a bunch of people that speak into that process, and there's all kinds of factors and things we figure with that. Uh, it's probably the most complex thing I do. It sounds simple, but it's really not. Uh, but that's why it's book by book and not verse by verse. Yeah. That is an important distinction. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So instead of the 22 years or the 40 years, what are the durations of the study cycles? Well, the original plan in 78 was a nine-year plan. They followed that with another nine-year plan in 1987. We mentioned 1996 is a big year of them rethinking it. They introduced an 11-year plan for the adults in 96. What's interesting is they followed that in 07 with an eight-year plan. That's because folks didn't like the 11-year plan. It was too long. Yeah. So they reacted by doing the shorter plan of eight years. Then the plan we use now, we're in our fifth time, fifth cycle through, which ends in 2023. It is a nine-year plan. Okay. There's a little bit of overlap. The, the last year of the eight-year plan and the first year of the nine-year plan is overlap, but it is a nine-year plan uh, that follows the genres of the Bible. Um, each one of the cycles, this five of them, yeah. are different. Not one of them are the same. So they found different ways to go through all the books of the Bible in all five cycles. What's going to happen after 2023? Can you tell us like well, inside scoop? We are working on that <laughs> right now. Um, we are, um, we're close. We've taken these five cycles. Each one has strengths, each one has weaknesses. We've tried to learn from what we see from moving from the first cycle to the second cycle. What did they do the same the second cycle? What did they do differently the second cycle? Because that tells you what folks liked and didn't like and what they learned that first time through. Then you see things with the 11-year cycle. Some of the things that were done in those first two nine-year cycles are different. They didn't stay with it. They didn't do it. And you see some of those things reappear in the eight-year cycle, but not all of them. So that's given us clues as to what was important. Yeah. And, and so we're trying to learn from those strengths and those weaknesses and trying to build another plan that will begin the fall of 23 that builds on those strengths. Um, so we can, we, we, like I said, I think we're close. Yeah. And it, right now it looks like a nine, another nine-year plan, but it's unique. It's different from one we've ever done before. Yeah. And so, but it does build on those lessons from those previous five. Yeah, that's really exciting. So kind of looking at moving into the actual products. Okay. So when Explore the Bible, Bible book series, at, when it was first introduced, what were the original resources? The, uh, they've changed names. Okay. okay. Um, but what we would call them today would be these things, the personal study guide, 
the leader guide, and the leader pack. Those were the first three things introduced uh, with Explore the Bible or Bible Book then. Uh, most th think of this as the traditional Sunday school approach where the group members prepare before arriving and then the group time being a time to clarify and discuss uh, what was discovered and then encourage each other to act on what they discovered. The personal study guide in that model uh, is the core resource. Everything revolves around that resource. Uh, it gives the group members something to study in preparation for the group time, and then it provides a tool to be used for study as a group. The, the leader material supplements the personal study guide, giving the leader a little bit more than that, uh, then that's available in the personal study guide, and then they can they can move forward from there. And as I'm kind of looking at these products in front of me, I do notice there are different translations across the board. Yep. In 2014, we began to provide Explore, Explore the Bible in CSB, King James, and NIV in print. Uh, that's the personal study guide. One thing you need to know uh, is the way we produce that. The commentary, the questions, and the features are the same in each. Okay. Uh, and that'd be true, too, for our large print. We provide large print, a personal study guide in the CSB and the King James. Uh, same content as in the regular. So if you, if you have a group and you're leading that group and some of the folks have large print, some of the folks have regular print, and you say, it's, say look at this page or look at this question on page 78, it's going to be the same question whether it's large print or small print or regular print, not small, regular print. Yeah. Uh, it'll be the same content. So that helps you. If there's some folks in the group who yeah. want the large print and some want the regular print, it's okay. Even if you wanted to use, use two different translations, if there's some folks who prefer the King James and some who prefer the CSB, then you could provide them with those same books and the questions and all that stuff is going to be the same on every page. Wow. Just the translation is going to be different. Okay, that's great. Um, and then, so what does that mean for the leader guide then? Well, the leader guide, we also have uh, it in CSB, King James, and NIV. Let me back up. I didn't say this. Okay. There is a digital option that includes the ESV. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's but good to know. Uh, as far as print, it's CSB, King James, and NIV. Great. Um, but they would have that, and so uh, that, that leader can, can use whichever translation they feel comfortable. I do know some leaders where they, they prefer studying in the CSB, but their group prefers King James. So their group has King James, and wow. they're studying in the CSB. <laughs> but what they do is then that gives them a tool to where they say, now in the CSB it says this. What does it say in the King James? And obviously there's other translations in the room too. Yeah. So having those other translations helps you understand how that verse or that particular word uh, may be understood in different contexts. Right. And that so that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And that probably fosters good discussion in yep. the group. Yeah, that's Because you're like, well, why did, why did they use this word? Well, look at when it was translated. That may give you a clue as to how you how that word was understood at that time. Right. And how Such it's historical different context sure. to it. Sure. Now, now it, uh, one thing I get asked about is how is the leader guide and the personal study guide commentary different? I don't know if yes. that's something that, that, that yes. even interests you or not. Um, in the personal study guide, we have 2,000 words per lesson. That's how many you have, of how much space you have of commentary. In the leader guide, for each lesson, you have 3,000 words. So the leader has 1,000 more words of commentary than the people in their group do. That gives them extra bullets 
um, extra nuggets that they can share. Yeah. So it, it, it just makes them look like they've studied more, giving them more authority in that way. Yeah, that's great. And then in front of me, I also have a commentary here. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that too. Well, when Explore the Bible or Bible Book yeah. was first introduced in 1978, people began to call customer service and they were asking for a commentary that they could provide to their Bible study leaders. The only commentaries we had then were hardbound and in sets. So they would be $35, $40 a piece. Yeah. That wasn't practical. No. So the team that was working on Bible book then or Explore the Bible went to work and they began to create a commentary that was specific for Explore the Bible. And so that's what you have is this commentary. Now, remember the personal study guide, it's 2,000 words per session. The leader guide commentary, it's 3,000 words per session. The adult commentary is 4,500 words per session. So 4,500 words. So you can imagine how much more detail you can give in 4,500 words uh, than than you could in 2,000 or 3,000 words. Now there are some groups I find here and there who they choose to use the commentary instead of the personal study guide. They expect the group to read all 4,500 words and then they come together and they have their discussion based on what they've read. Um, so there are, there are multiple ways that resource can be used. It was intended to be something to give to a leader to give them even more commentary than what they currently have, but there are groups that use it different ways. Why don't you tell me, too, a little bit about this quick source that I have sitting in front of me? What does that do specifically? Quick source is an interesting resource because it came about by a need that was being expressed. Here was the need. Church leaders were saying they were getting a last-minute phone call for someone to step in to be a sub. Um, It's that 9 a.m., I can't be there today call, and you've got 30 minutes to prepare. What do you have to help me prepare? Yeah. So uh, QuickSource was introduced to do that. That's why the name QuickSource is there. So what you'll find for each session, you'll find four pages. There's a Bible passage uh, that's printed. Then there's the key words that are identified that really function as a quick commentary for uh, the person using it. There's a passage outline with main points. By the way, that passage outline that's in QuickSource is, is a summary of the outline that we provide to our writers. It has the main points for them. Wow. It's what our writers are writing to. Uh, then we have some discussion questions. Then we have an object lesson uh, that can be used in that, le- in that, uh, that lesson as well. We try to use objects that are common. Yeah. That you're, you could pick up and, and carry. Because once again, you may have only 30 minutes to prepare. Do you have it? And go from there. Yeah. And then there is a dig deeper feature uh, that usually gives a little bit bigger and deeper Bible background. I love the dig deeper feature. Yeah, I do too. I use it when I'm teaching um, because it, it gives me something that I can share with the group that makes me look like I studied more than I really did. Definitely. And makes me look smarter and I need that. Now, I mentioned me <laughs> using it. I'm, I'm not on church staff. I'm a, I'm a teacher, but I use QuickSource because it's a supplement to me for the other resources I have. Um, now, I do know that those folks who use the adult commentary for their personal study guide with their group, they use QuickSource for their leader guide because it has discussion questions in it that aren't included anywhere else. Yeah. So it just gives them an extra help to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of good variety for a leader and a group to use. and. We've been talking a lot about the personal study guide, Mm -hmm. but my personal group uses the daily discipleship guide. So can you kind of 
compare, contrast, and how it works with the other resources? Sure. We, we started doing the Daily Discipleship Guide in 2017. We were we were doing some different things as a team, and we began to re- reimagine the group process uh, and that group experience. What would it look like if we took the content we already had and we reorganized it in some way to give a completely different experience? And so h- here were some of the premises we had. No one preparing before the group time except the leader. Adults reflecting on the passage afterwards instead of preparing before. Uh, supporting D groups or accountability groups, whatever you want to call them, and then trying to streamline the process of training future leaders. So what we did is we, we, we created this prototype, this idea, and then we created a team that took the raw files that come from our writers and they created the Daily Discipleship Guide. Now, it's the same content. Okay. Okay. So you so here's this writer who writes for us. We give them an outline set. They write to that outline and then that, that content comes in. Team one gets that content, and they use that content to create the personal study guide and the leader guide. Okay. Another team gets that same content, and they use that content to create the daily discipleship guide because the, the, the leader guide material is in the back of the daily discipleship guide. So you have the same content but with two different experiences, one with the expectation that you study beforehand and come together to discuss based on what you studied, and the other one which is a daily discipleship model, is that you haven't studied at all. You come, I introduce it as the leader, and then you do things afterwards. There's day one, two, three, four, five that are based on what you did in the group time. Um, And you study afterwards to reflect on the framework that I gave you as a leader. Okay. Uh, The leader pack, the adult commentary, quick source, they all complement either either model, whether you you do the traditional model or you use the daily discipleship guide. Because the, all the writers are writing the same outline sets. So that makes it easier for us to coordinate it uh, and, and make that happen. So it'll complement it either way you go. The pack items that are in the pack, the posters, uh, since the, the, the teaching plan writer uh, has those ideas before they're, or when they're writing, then that is what's included in the leader guide too from, and in the DDG, the subship guide, teaching plans, group plans. Um, they all work together. So you can mix and match that way. Now, you can't mix and match in a group the personal study guide and a daily science guide. I was just about to ask. Yeah, you can't mix that. But all the other resources, they work with each other. Uh, Part of it is because the expectation is so different if you were to mix them. If if you had one person who's studying beforehand and another person expecting to do it afterwards, how you teach that would be very different. Right. And so uh, it's it's best not to mix those two. Okay. That makes sense. And... Are there any additional helps for the leader besides these products in front of us? Well, one thing we do is we do have a weekly leader training podcast. You can get that multiple ways. The easiest way I find it is by going to the Explore the Bible uh, website and then just search until I find it, and then I just bookmark it. That website is goexplorethebible.com, and that's where you find those podcasts. You're also going to find weekly extra idea. Uh, The extra idea is written 10 days prior to suggested use date. So if if this Sunday is the, if we're looking at this Sunday's lesson, there's an extra idea that was written um, 10 days ago, and it's a news idea, and it gives you a way to use a news idea to get into the lesson and to conclude the lesson. 
So it's it's a way to use what folks already have on their mind or something they may have read or seen in the right. news to, to make that happen. I, I probably didn't explain the podcast as well as I should have. The podcast follows this format. It's, it's myself and one of the team members who work on the resource. We give an overview of the lesson, a quick okay. overview. We may give you some teaching tips. And then we're going to focus on those questions that we know that are going to be asked that we really don't look forward to them being asked, but we know they're coming. So we're going to give you answers on how to respond to those things. That's okay. the real focus of that podcast. But those are those are the things that, that I would point to as extras that are available uh, yeah. for you as a leader. Yeah. And do you usually have um, a time frame for how long those podcast episodes are? 15 minutes max. That's great. Okay. That's great. Um, and I know we've talked about a lot of resources, but are there any that we happen to miss that you want to talk about? Oh, there's one thing we haven't talked about, and that's the the audio CD. Okay. Um, the personal study guide is is read in an audio CD, which is available on a CD, but it's also available as a digital bundle, which is MP3. So someone could listen to it at, um, on whatever device they want to because it's an MP3 file. And so it is the content that you find in the personal study guide just being read to you. It's only in the CSB translation, okay. but if you have somebody who's, who's um, unable to read right. or if they're trying to learn to read English, that's one way it could be used. If you want to listen to it on the car or on the bus or however on the way in, that, that, that's another way of doing it. Uh, there's multiple ways it could be used, either as the CD or as the MP3 download. Yeah. Uh, but those are the th- that'd be the other resource I'd point to. Okay, great. So this has been really helpful to kind of understand the breakdown of Explore the Bible and the products that make up this this Bible study resource. But kind of going back to the heart, what would be how would you sum up the purpose and the goal of these resources? Well, a statement that I, I like to keep in front of me is this is that we believe everyone ought to have the opportunity to study the Bible, Mm. every book of it. And they need to study the Bible in a group led by a prepared teacher that encourages individual study as well as group study. Part of that's because we need both. We need the group interaction, but we also need individual daily Bible study. Definitely. But that, that statement, we believe everyone ought to have the opportunity to study the Bible. That's an important thing. Whether they're a believer who's who became a believer and they were six and they're 96 now, or they're a person who's just searching and has no idea how to even find Matthew in a Bible. We think everybody ought to have that opportunity to do that and do it in a way that makes sense. The, the plan is laid out in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, these, these resources give a church that opportunity to do that. Let me tell you my story with Explore the Bible. Can I do that just real quick? I'd love that. Thank you. I already mentioned that as a high school student that we used Explore the Bible, or Bible book as it was called then. Um, I had lots of stuff going on um, in my life, and it drove me to ask a hard question. Um, Is there anything in life that can't be taken away? Hmm. I didn't know how to answer that question, so I started reading the Gospel of Mark. Now, in the process of doing that, I discovered my need for Jesus and became a follower of his as a result. Uh, So the question is, why Mark? Well, we had just finished studying the Gospel of Mark in my Sunday school class, and and we were using Bible book, uh, which is now Explore the Bible, and that was in 1979. Wow. I was three. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, I was not there. I was in high school. Now, let me fast forward to to the summer of 2019. I hope I can share this. 
Uh, my dad passed away from cancer um, that summer, and I was I was going through the house cleaning, uh, as my folks had asked me to do the day after his death. Everybody had left the house, and it was just me. I was waiting for some 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 clothes to finish drying so I could I could take care of what needed to be taken care of. And so while I'm waiting, I went and stood in the place where I'd made that commitment to Christ in 1979. And while there, I realized I was standing no more than five feet from where my dad had died the day before. Um, Sitting on his nightstand was his Bible with a bookmark that read, Fathers of Faith Make a Difference. Hmm. On top of his Bible was his copy of the Spring 2019 Explore the Bible Personal Study Guide in which we had studied the Gospel of Mark. Wow. I was overwhelmed to know that the last book my dad studied in his Bible study group was the same one God used to draw me to him, Hmm. and both were Explore the Bible. Now, I've thought about that day a lot, and I'm glad I was able to say that. I've shared that story two or three times, and it's all I can do to to share it. Yeah. Um, But I've thought about that day many a time. My dad was faithful to his Sunday school class over the years, and his Sunday school class had always used either Bible book or explore the Bible. I am proof that faithful fathers make a difference. One way they grow in that faithfulness is through studying the Bible and using things like Explore the Bible to help them do that. God allows me to be a steward of these resources that have shaped and molded many people since the fall of 1978, and that includes my dad and myself. I know there are many other fathers, sons, and family members who need to study the Bible, and they need to study every book of it. And we want to make sure that we provide a resource that helps them to do just that. And you, we begin this by saying, what is the heart of Explore the Bible? What I just shared with you is right. the heart of Explore the Bible. It's best I know how to communicate it for me. You can find out more about Explore the Bible on the Internet at goexplorethebible.com. You can find out about the age groups, all kinds of things there about Explore the Bible. You can tell you how to order it and all those things. Thank you for listening, and Aaron, thank you for being with us. Of course, today. thank you for having me.